Hello everybody, welcome to Damage Boost. I'm here today with Carl. Hey guys, how's it going? Today we are hosting the first annual Boosty Awards. So with that, let's jump into it. Carl, I'm so excited to have you here to host the first annual Boosty Awards. I, I have to say I'm also pretty excited. When you when you messaged me and you're like, hey, let's do an award show, I was like, that sounds like a lot of fun. And, and you you I didn't even know if you had a tux for this event. Uh yeah. I'm definitely wearing a tux. Yeah. I am <laughs> also dressed up and uh there won't be any evidence to prove that otherwise yeah definitely not wearing sweatpants who are you wearing today carl sorry who are you wearing is that what they asked in award shows who am i wearing yeah like the, uh, the... I, I the only thing i can think of is uh armani and that's only because of george of the jungle like the 1996 <laughs> movie that's like, amazing pull. george looks pretty good in armani <laughs> that's so yeah i'm, I'm wearing um, amazing i'm wearing 100 armani sweatpants and a uh, and an armani uh, house jacket lovely <laughs> i i am wearing a custom and one uh suit bottom you know wow. the basketball shorts chain or brand and i'm also wearing a custom muscular mickey suit jacket wow lovely yeah it definitely matches and it definitely doesn't look like i just walked out of walmart at all <laughs> well mine <laughs> looks like i just woke up so <laughs> We're going with the tired 20 to 30 year old people look, if anybody's wondering how we're looking for this award show. <laughs> it, it's a pretty good look. <laughs> so, I wanted to do this, uh, a lot of my friends, like, um, Super GG Rado did like a, a Games of the Year type show, and they have people write articles, I wrote one myself. If you want to check it out, go to Super GG uh, Radio's website, uh, and in NPR Illinois, I believe. Uh, but, I wanted to celebrate a lot of the games that I play this year, and different games have made impact whether it be on me or my significant other or my children um and highlight those because a lot of them this year have been indie games because with xbox game pass kind of throwing a lot of indie stuff on there and also having wonderful friends like uh people at super gg radio who have uh sent me some indies to try out uh it's been a big part of my year this year and being stuck at home and you know everyone's struggle with money in the u.s because they don't really care about us when it comes to the pandemic uh we're getting by uh but so we wanted to celebrate that and i obviously wanted to have uh i think you have the record for most appearances now i sure uh, hope so i think uh, when i when i did the 100th episode with d-pad i think that you guys were either tied or you're a one ahead, and I can't remember. Okay. Um, so you had one after that, plus this one. That that should put you at least two to three ahead, I believe. I, I correctly. it's it's been a lot, hasn't it? Because we did the Yu-Gi-Oh episode, we did all the Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. We did um, gaming conventions. Yes. Um, there was one other one that I feel we like did. There was one other one. Oh, uh, dinosaur games. Yes. We did that was a fun one. Game. That was random as fuck, and I enjoyed that. Was that was a really fun one. <laughs> Those are the best ones where we're just like, oh, fuck it, let's try this category, and then it just works out. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, so 
Let's go ahead and knock the first uh, award out. What do you think? Yeah, whenever you're ready to. Well, first I wanted to ask you, how was your new year? My new year was being very old. Uh, we <laughs> played mystery date bed game. At 10 o'clock. <laughs> almost, almost. Really? So we, we played mystery date game because that, that's like a kind of funny tradition we had started. We, well, first during the day we went, took my kids to Chuck E. Cheese because no one that's goes cool. there here. It's fun. We went bowling because that's an accidental tradition we've done every year, except okay. for last year with the pandemic. That was fun. Then we came here and played Mystery Date Game because, again, accidental tradition thing that happened, so now we've done it every year. That's but, the one where uh, you like, put, the, put the thing on your head and then you have to like guess, right? No, Mystery Date Game is uh, you, uh, you have to get uh, three things for an outfit, and then when you open the little mystery door... You want to get. You have to have the date who matches the outfit. So there's like the bowling date. So you need the oh, bowling outfit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but if you get the dud, you lose the outfit. Which the dud. Uh, the reason why that game is really funny in our family is that the dud looks like me. Oh, and my sister-in-law no. pointed that out. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, so that's why everyone plays it now. So that's fun. But <laughs> we were we were playing Mario Party, the newer one, because it's it's a blast. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I was like falling. Like, it was like eight thirty, and I was falling asleep as we were playing. Like like hardcore, hardcore that. old man. Um, I fell asleep before midnight and happened to wake up about one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, it was pretty good. I got to hang out with my buddy Troy for a bit because um, I hadn't seen him since I got sick, and I honestly hadn't really seen anybody since I got sick. So I got to go hang out with him, and we. Uh, we got five guys. It, it was it was a cute little date. We got <laughs> we uh, we played some video games. Then we went out and got five guys. Um, then we went and got milkshakes, and uh, then went back to uh, my house and watched an episode of of, uh, of Invincible, which was really cool because I wanted him to watch it. I I just watched it and it was really good. So I was like, hey, you gotta watch this. And uh, after the first episode, he was just like, holy shit. Um, but that's besides the point. Right. Um, then for New Year's, I just hung out with uh, with my girlfriend. I hung out with Kalia, and uh, you know we did the the whole kiss at midnight thing, and we watched the ball drop together, and it was it was, it was nice. It was just really really cute. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you could actually stay up till midnight. Yeah, I wasn't falling asleep in the rocker, you know, at, <laughs> at uh, you fucking <laughs> or in the, uh, the in the lazy boy, right? Uh, okay, but to be fair, like since I've been sick, I've been going. I was going to bed at like five in the afternoon, and then I'd wake up at like three in the morning, and then rummage around in the kitchen, and then go back to sleep. So like, I, I have no room to talk. <laughs> that, to be fair, yeah, your sleep schedule is all all fucky. I get it. Yeah, it got okay. completely messed up by well, one because I work in a movie theater, so late nights, and then two because of being sick and i would be like oh it's 3 p.m i guess i'll go to bed <laughs> dude i i don't think i've gotten oh, i just i miss sleep <laughs> I miss some, <laughs> uh so well, i'm glad you're feeling healthy and yes. that you were able to get the strength to put on your good clothes come out here at the gaming red carpet for the first annual boosties and hand out some awards always um so some of these awards just to give um these are all essentially picked by me because I wrote it and uh, didn't think to reach out. I should have reached out to people for ideas for awards, so that would have been a good idea. That would be for the, but, the but second annual. show. You, you, right. should, you should take some credit for, like, this is about the games that influenced your year. 
That's so. true. That's true. And I, I don't remember if I said it here or if we were talking about it before, but these are games that, again, like you said, influenced me, influenced my family, and the people around me. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, some of these categories will have will have multiple nominees. Some will just be um, that winner, <coughs> and there will not be nominees. So little, uh, if you're wondering why some have nominees, some don't, that's why. So with our first one... Um, <clears throat> I will. I'll, I'll go ahead and read this one, and this yeah, you, will be you, the, let, the. Give me an example of what what I'm going for. <laughs> for what? Sorry. For for like to, how, to, how to read it off. So oh yeah, I'll, I'll just go ahead and demonstrate with this one. All right, for the first boosty ever, and um, the voice acting boosty in a game, it will be. Let me open the envelope here. The award goes to Dying Light. Carl, have you played Dying Light? I've never even heard of it. <clears throat> so Dying Light, it's actually five or six years old at this point. Okay. It's a zombie parkour game. Now, that sounds weird. That does sound weird. But, um... Are the zombies doing parkour, or are you doing kind parkour? Kind of. Kind of. You are <laughs> really? doing parkour, but yes, some some of the faster zombies can climb and leap things and chase you in that, that way. That's terrifying. Can it is terrifying. It's And, like, there's a day-night cycle, and the night ones are uh, more aggressive and more agile. Wait, is that the one where you, you have to build as well, like, at night? <clears throat> you don't build. Um, there oh. are bases and stuff. I but I'm sorry. I think you're thinking of that new one that's coming out. I have no, do- I have no idea. Like the steampunky one? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I do wanna I do wanna play that when it comes out. That's supposed to be more like Ark but with zombies. Um but anyway, Dying Light. So it's just getting released on the Switch, actually. That was part of uh I think during the gaming awards they announced that. But and so if you if you don't have anything else to play it on, because I think it's PC, Xbox, <clears throat> PlayStation, and now Switch. It's an incredible game. Uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of it real fast. You're, you're playing as this guy who's hired by um, GRE, which I don't know if the GRE is real or not, but it's like a UN-type organization to drop in into this uh, city that has a zombie infection that's basically completely walled off, isolated. And um, you're trying to... Because the one of the factions in there is really bad, led by this guy named Rice, who has a document the GRE need, needs to figure out why the outbreak happens, or so you think. Right, so you drop in, you immediately uh, get bit by a zombie, and um, two, the two characters you meet right away, one of them dies, and they were really close. So like you're already feeling this guilt because you got this guy, this really good guy killed. And uh, not to give too much of the story away, but the voice acting has to because de- there are silly moments in the game. This is a giant kind of open world game. Right. Where you're parkouring all around the city and you're doing these missions, so they're not all serious missions. Some of them are silly, but you're dealing with. At the beginning of the game, you're 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 very much dedicated to the mission, so you're you almost fuck over the good guys to get to the bad guy, but then you start having regrets and dealing with this and forming relationships and the voice acting. And I should I should have looked up the voice actor's name before I gave it out, but, <laughs> um, uh. It's so good, and he has to convey a lot of emotion, an emotion you believe, and through heartbreak or fear or anger, and it's so fucking good. Um, for anybody who hasn't played Dying Light but's played Apex, he also voices Mirage and Apex. So that okay. that is the award. Uh, I do. I don't know how much room you have on your Switch, but do you think Dying Light might be a game you could try? Um, you know, I'm not super into, like, horror games, but I I might just give it a shot. 
It, oh, I, I feel like this guy's voiced a shit ton of people. Roger Craig Smith. He does Sonic. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I did not realize that was fucking him. Holy shit, that dude's amazing. He's got quite the range. Because, like, I... He, I mean, he sounds the same for uh, Crane and uh, Mirage, but mm-hmm. I don't... I mean, the other characters I'm seeing here... No, no fucking idea. Holy shit. Well, good on him. Makes yeah. sense that he would win the voice acting award. Give him a <laughs> round of applause. <laughs> I should have gotten some kind of, you know what? We should have gotten on. like a, uh, a clap track. Uh, I'm, I'm on that. Uh, okay. Why don't you talk about some games that influenced you this year while I find our left track? Oh, uh, geez. You know, I really haven't played a whole lot of games, a lot of new games this year. Um, I've been very busy with a lot of things, but I think something that, ooh, mm, that's a really good question. Um, nope, that was last year. I was gonna say Pokemon Sword and Shield, but that was that was 2019, wasn't it? <laughs> um, well, they uh, the rule uh, should also clarify. These games don't have to be just from this year. Just if they if they got uh, affected you this past year, I guess. Okay. Well, I guess I could talk about uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl because. So, the thing about those games, like, I know that Nintendo and especially the Pokemon company right now is not in the fans, like, best graces Mm -hmm. for justifiable reasons, but those games, to me, anyway, felt like such a callback to a simpler time, you know? Like, back 2006, 2007, when the DS was brand new and Pokemon Diamond and Pearl had just come out, um... And that was actually the first game that I ever bought, like, with my own money. Uh, well, not the first game that I ever bought with my own money, but it was the first gaming system I ever bought with my own money was my my, uh, my DS. And I remember buying that, and I remember buying uh, Pokemon Diamond. And just to kind of get that same experience this year by, you know, being able to play the same, essentially what is the same game, just with updated graphics, updated sound, it really just i don't know it really brought me back to to that simpler time of course the experiences changed i didn't get to play it with the same people that i played the originals with and i didn't get to you know experience the region new again but it just felt it really felt like a pokemon game with a with a little bit of love put into it because uh you know everything felt more polished the the music remixes were beautiful uh the grand underground is amazing and the actual gameplay itself was just really good and i don't care what people say about the art style i like the art style so i i I actually my 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 youngest son really wanted uh one of those this year and he got it and he's been enjoying it a lot and i i I love it because it is like you said a callback to the older ones yeah and it's not just the throw them catch as many as you can of the same thing and move on like it it does feel nice that he has to figure things out and learn stuff yeah i like that i miss that (laughs) It, it it was nice it was nice to to actually be presented with a bit of a challenge in in a Pokemon game. Uh, especially with the gym leaders, because the gym leaders now have, like, fully EV, IV-trained Pokemon with, like, relevant items. So it's really cool. Um, I think that, that was that was really neat. Did that give you enough time to set up your... your oh, yes. Your, I, I, am, oh. I am good to go. I was okay, enjoying the perfect. conversation, man. I was rolling with it. <laughs> it's the, boosties. Right. the boosties will not play people off when they're on the pedestal, right? Fair. Like we're gonna give everyone the time they need. If it, if you got an acceptance speech, you you got it. You got something in your heart. We're gonna let you say it. We're gonna let you think who you need to thank. And that's how we, that's how we do it here. That's nice. So the next one we have up is the spooky skill. 
Oh my god, I wrote this where I can't even fucking say it. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> the Spooky Scary Skeleton Award, which uh, some of these I did try to name so they could be once every year. Uh, and this one is the award for uh, the best horror game that uh, we played this year. Now, uh, Carl, I'm going to hand you the envelope here. Okay. All right. And uh, the the if you could uh, before you open or just read the nominees before you open it, and when you open it in the envelope, the the uh, bold highlighted game title. Ah, I see. Will be the the winning one. I kind okay. of guessed that, but I uh, I didn't want to assume Oops. anything. All right, so I uh, you know you have the envelope here. So you read us the nominees, or would you like me to read the nominees for the spooky scary, and then you open it up? Uh, you know what? I I think I'll read the nominees. Okay, all right, go ahead. All right. Okay, so for the spooky scary skeleton award, the nominees were Phasmophobia, Dead by Daylight. And Don't Starve. Now, can you tell me a little bit about Don't Starve? Because that I'm not familiar with that one. So Don't Starve is a pretty unique little game. It doesn't really end. Um, it's a, more of a survivor, survival horror game. Okay. You play as a character, or you can play with, I think, up to six or eight people. It's actually um, 75% off on Steam. Oh. So, uh, and it doesn't take a lot to run. If you pick it up, I will definitely play with you sometime. It's a fucking awesome game. Um, it's You're in the wilderness. It's kind of like combine science and magic uh you, you start by just cutting uh you know trees down you build forts you build things to eat uh but when the dark comes you can't you need to have light uh, otherwise you have you have uh what's called i can't remember if it's will or uh, sanity and that will go down and eventually you'll start seeing ghosts and things and they will take you over and kill you hmm. um so you have to stay in light you have to build stuff and you have to like you know survive the elements and basically it's to see how long you can survive Okay. Um, and it, it's it's got a very very unique art style. Um, it was featured in a movie. Really? Um, not featured as in like um, they're like, oh my god, I'm playing Don't Starve in this Hollywood blockbuster. It was a kid was playing it. Um, fuck, I, I don't remember what movie it was. I think it was the the, the Predator movie that came out a few years ago. Oh, um, I I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, let, we'll uh, we'll move on to the actual the the winner. So let me uh, open this envelope here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the winner is Phasmophobia. So uh, I have not played that, but I've watched you play a little bit of it, I believe, on Twitch with uh, with some of your buddies. So tell me tell me about Phasmophobia. Oh, 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 oh the crowd finally oh. came with the cheers. <laughs> finally came with the cheers. All right. Um... I actually don't know if holding my phone up to the mic's gonna cause problems or not, so I don't know if we're honestly keep... it sounded fine on my end. All right, so. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Phasmophobia is—it's a pretty unique, like unique and cool story. Uh, it came out last around, I think last year around September October, and it was made by one guy. Oh Just wow! One dude made everything, and like. The, just to give everyone kind of a, a summary of what it is, is you can go in by yourself or up to f- up to four people. You are ghost investigators. I was going to say, it's like a ghost hunting game, right? But you're not the people who hunt it. Uh, like you, you go in and you identify, using tools and evidence in a journal, you figure out what type of ghost it is. Maybe okay. you have objectives like get a picture of it or um, be chased by it, and then you leave. Like, technically, the other people are supposed to come in and figure it out. And then, and then they call in the Ghostbusters. Yes, essentially. <laughs> um, All right. And when this first came out, it was it just kind of blew up. It was... I want to... God, my whole brain is, like, 
kind of warped since the pandemic, but I think it was shortly after the Among Us hype that Phasmophobia started, okay. if I remember correctly. But I could be thinking of a different kind of... Uh, it followed a hype, right? But anyway, so developed by one guy. So that makes it all... And like a lot That's of the crazy. people who I watch who play Dead by Daylight, like Ots and um, I think Fun Goose, I think it might have been who it was, started playing it. But they they all started playing this, and so it, and it kept, I felt like it kept snowballing. And so it was like twenty, I think it's like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun. It when we first played it, it was absolutely anxiety inducing. Um, like the ghost will go through its uh, you 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 get five minutes before it starts. And I did an episode with Deepak Gamer about this actually. If anybody wants to come play it or come listen to it, uh, but the ghost will hunt eventually. And you have to you cannot run. Okay, you cannot fight. You literally just walk or walk slightly faster. That's it. Ew. Um, so you hide in <laughs> closets uh, if you can. You try to what we call loop the ghosts, where you so like run around furniture or whatever, walk around furniture. Um, but it's a lot of fun. You have walkie talkies if you're too far away. You have your local chat. There's places when it first came out. It was a couple houses, a a school, and an asylum were the places you could do. Um, okay. He has since hired, I think, a few people, but, like, the improvements that he's made to the game and uh, the effort's been put into it has been unbelievable. The journal has been revamped. More uh, tools for ghost hunting. Like, do you have your standard EMP? Or not EMP. Uh, whatever the thing is that they use in uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, oh. stuff they used to do. EMF. There we go. Uh, video cameras, UV flashlights to find it. Um, uh, there's a sound thing. Temperatures, because... Ghosts apparently make it cold. Uh, you can get a Ouija board to try summer in, but that also, because your sanity can go down when your sanity is low, they're more likely to f- attack you. And also, Ouija boards apparently piss off ghosts. It's, it's a lot of fun. Different ways to do it. Um, it's a good time with your friends. It's an easy game to watch. Steam, it's replayability. And he's added uh, campsite levels, more houses. Uh, there's... Um, a prison that you can investigate now and like the all the things that are there constantly improved like i said uh the hub world is and it gotten better the way things work has gotten better then now there's haunted items you can play a music box if you find it that will summon a ghost there's terror cards that you can use to piss it off um there's i think he's added four or five different ghost types since wow. release it's just there it's it's loved by its community uh the the people who make it put, put a lot of effort in making it better, and he just uh, a couple days ago announced things coming up. Uh, the characters you can play as are going to be customizable soon. Um, I'm hoping they have merchandise because there's not really a lot out there. Like there's the school that you go to has like mm-hmm. a mascot and stuff that you can see when you go in there. Like I would love to have a shirt of that. I think that'd right. be really cool. Um, so yeah, that's Phasmophobia, and that's that's a big reason I love it, and I. Um, that's also a game, Carl. If you ever feel like picking up, it does right. not take a lot to run. You should play it with me. Or are you I'm, a you you don't like horror games, like you said, right? I, yeah, horror games aren't really my cup of tea. But uh, I I will say that you know there have been many many nights when I'm at work and it's very late and I am working on stuff in the office and I just throw on your stream in the background and just kind of listen to it and it looks really cool. Like the the depth that like the depth of the mechanics in the game just is really really cool. No, again, um, congratulations to Phasmophobia for in the Say It For Me, Carl. In the Spooky, Scary, Skeleton Game Award. Thank you. As a person who does a podcast for a hobby, you'd think I'd be able to talk, but I can't. So That's all right. Um, here, there's just be a couple um, 
these next ones are going to come up. We're going to go ahead and just uh, give these ones out. There's no nominees. Um, but a bit, like we talked about earlier, indies have been a big part of my gaming experience this year because of Xbox Game Pass. So this game is the Xbox Game Pass Indie of the Year. And uh, let me go ahead and open this baby up. That is a long envelope. So they 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 have like the the like the postcard size envelopes, and then they have like the big manala like big envelopes that yeah, you like put the, like the documents big, in. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they were doing. Like our budget was low for the first boosties, so I, I think see. they just grabbed what envelopes we had in the back office. Yeah, just whatever we had. Right. It just you know the boostie budget it's going to increase once we get the sponsors in. You know, cross the fingers on Pepsi coming in right. on that. We'll, we'll actually Doritos. get a crowd to to cheer. We won't have to just play it through the mic over the phone. Right. 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 And, <laughs> Like, they didn't want to cheer for this one because I don't have any nominees, so there's, like, what they cheered for is just going to be... Uh, but, anyway, uh, <laughs> the winner is Human Fall Flat. Human Fall Flat, Carl, have you... Have I ever talked with you about this game? But, uh, honestly, looking at looking at the rest of the nominees and the awards, there's only about three or four that I know. I'll be honest with you, so... Uh, and that's great. <laughs> you know, it's great to have fresh eyes and be able to... It gives you a chance to talk about it. Yes, and uh, for you and to... You're you're the uh, what do you call it uh, the the vessel for the people who also may not know this, right? Yeah, you, exactly. They're relating you in this. That's even though I hated him in the movie, you know, the Cole in the new Mortal Kombat was supposed to be the vessel. They didn't use a character; they used uh, brand new. Anyway, that, I almost want to write about the more new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> anyway, Human Fall Flat. So there's like what I call kind of the phenomenon of the GUI based um, indie games. Um, so, have you played Gang Beast at all, either? No. And there's another game coming out on the Switch that is a similar... It's like <coughs> humanoid-looking things. Arms, legs, they move around, but they're kind of floppy. I'm, I'm doing an impression of it right now. If uh, I know nobody <laughs> can see that. But they're kind of floppy. Okay. They uh, And they have weird movements, but you play as them, and it makes the games, whatever game you play as them in, like, a little bit off or difficult or fun because it's not normal, crisp movements. Human Fall Flat. So it's like Octodad? I don't know what that is. Oh, no. Okay, keep going. Well, no, no. Go ahead and explain that real quick. Now I want to know. So, like, Octodad is a game where you are an octopus dressed up in, like, a suit where you basically play as, like, a husband. You're trying to act like a normal human, except, obviously, you're an octopus. So, like, when you walk around, your movement is really bad. You, like, kind of flop and fall around. And, you like, you're, like, the missions are, like, daily basic tasks like clean the toilet but it's really hard because you can't actually move so you gotta like flop your way up the steps like get the toilet brush <laughs> flop your way over the toilet it you, you should look it up so when you said octodad i thought you were talking about the guy like the john and kate plus eight guy what like the the octuplets they had like their own show oh, on tlc and then they oh, broke oh, up and oh. i think the mom does softcore porn now or something yeah no no uh yeah no okay yeah well I don't know we got we got some we got some places there, but yeah, yeah it probably is pretty track. probably somewhat similar. Um, Human Fall Flat is like a puzzle co-op game, but you have these like gooey characters who kind of move funky, um, and it's really unique. The all the levels I think there's 16 levels in it at this point, and this is free on Game Pass, which you know hints the name of the award. But it's so much fun. The the levels are really unique. They're all different. There's some that are like it's like a haunted house and you're trying to like get up to the top and like basically frankenstein lightning to the power to be on the next one there's one that's like a factory and you have to get all the parts of the factory move and make these parts 
to create a lever to get out of the factory. Um, there's one where you have, uh, like, a, uh, a mine area, you have to move these bulldozers and stuff, and I don't remember how that one ends, but they're all super unique. And uh, there's one that you're on top of neon buildings. It kind of reminds me of San Fran Tokyo from... Uh, Oh, from um, uh, Big Hero Six. Yeah, how and how they almost how they depict in Kingdom Hearts too, but at night, like, all the different colors, and you like you uh, you have drones that you're using to move stuff. It's just a bunch of different ways to do puzzle. It's a puzzle platformer. Okay. It's a long way of saying it's a puzzle platformer. Um, it's free if you have Game Pass, and it. Uh, you know, I played. A, I watched my kids play it, or played a lot with them, and it was an absolute blast. Highly recommend it. Um, uh, I think it, it's right now. It's seventy percent off on Steam. Um, or sixty six percent off in Steam, oh, and wow. it's it is as of December seventh released to um, oh god uh, Switch. Apparently, it's up to eight players. I didn't realize that. I only assumed it was two because we always played it. Um, but you know, it's up to eight players online, so wow. it is a hundred percent worth it. And you get a lot of people to do it. Um, it's a good time. Hmm. It sounds it sounds interesting. Very interesting. What is uh, why we get wait for the new envelope, the next envelope? Do you have any platformers? It doesn't have to be from this year, but just any like platformers that are fresh in your mind that you played recently that you're like, hey, uh, other oh people Lord. should play this. Um, <coughs> honestly, not really. <laughs> I know that sounds. Uh, we're doing a gaming show, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't play video games, but <laughs> um, but no, I I genuinely haven't played any platformers in a really long time which is kind of a shame because 3d platformers were such a big part of like anybody who grew up like in the late 90s and early 2000s that was like the thing was the 3d platformer yep. so it, it's kind of a shame that i haven't played any recently but um yeah no i, I really don't have one well um while we're thinking about it I, this popped in my head just because we're you were talking about i don't know why the 90s made me think of this but <coughs> excuse me that's, that's where my brain goes um, we wanted to talk a little bit about some fan bases that, like, for the most part, for the boosties, I want to keep this positive. Uh, this wants to be, I want this to be something that is fun and we, yeah. we're celebrating games. But there is, like, we can't ignore the fact that there's shittiness going on in gaming. There sure you know, is. <laughs> sexism, etc., abuse, whether it be of employees or of, you know, you know, like everything's going on with Activision. Um, we, I wanted to talk about some fan, fan bases and if you're part of them, or you think about joining them, push for it to be better. Um, so I'll, I'll hit my first two, and then if you want to come in with yours, Carl, sure. that'd be great. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege community fucking sucks. All right? <laughs> oh my goodness. They are scumbags to the highest degree of anything I've ever played. Like, um, the, and I'm not even going to talk about the cheating, because that's like, it fucking sucks, but whatever. Can't do much about it. Um, a few of my uh, female friends who have tried playing it and have their mic on because you know it's you have to communicate in Rainbow Six. It is <coughs> it's like ninety percent of what happens, so you can win. Otherwise, you're not gonna have a chance. Okay. If they hear a woman's voice or what they perceive to be a woman's voice, yes, they will be immediate uh, sexism. Which you know, like, aren't you a girl? Yeah, like. like <laughs> Go make me a sandwich. Why are you making a sandwich, bitch? Like, just dumb shit that was, <laughs> like, we it, we stupidly so, thought was so funny dumb. when we were 14. Right. And <laughs> hopefully most people grow out of but, uh, but they get, like, it, it goes, it escalates to, like, rape threats. Really? Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Almost Good immediately. Lord. Like, and like, a lot. You, 
you know, making a joke is one thing, but you don't you don't take it any further. Right. Right. And uh, you don't ever threaten somebody with physical abuse. Ever, no, that's terrible. Kind. And it's just it's and they think it's 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 a, so much of a toxic. It is like the definition of toxic masculinity in gaming almost. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Rainbow Six fan uh, fan base player base do better. Like do fucking better. And uh, real quick, not as big a one. They're they're not as bad, but still not great. Uh, Dead by Daylight might be the one. <coughs> excuse me. You're right there. Get all worked up. Uh, might be one of the bitchiest fan bases. Nowhere near, obviously, what Rainbow Six is, but it's just they don't ever appreciate anything they have. They constantly threaten the developers. It feels like, and when they uh, did have Pride stuff. You know, their work, like, because you could get charms to wear on the survivors. Dead by Daylight is there's a killer for survivors. You're working to get away from the killer, survive, whatever. Uh, You can get charms. The killers go on the hooks where they put the survivors. And the survivors' charms go on, like, their hips, like you're wearing keychains or whatever. (coughs) Excuse me. When it came to the pride charms, there were people that would target exclusively the people wearing pride stuff and bully them in the game. It's just like just do fucking better. Like just just be a be like, a nice person. Jeez, I am a straight person, but I wear pride uh, my the pride terms in the game because I'm gonna support all my homies out there. All your homo homies. Yeah, or <laughs> or non-binary, etc. All, all that. Right. I, I'm gonna support everybody. They should be allowed to live their lives, just like everyone else. And yeah. the fact that people like it's like oh <coughs> this person, <coughs> damn it, I get so worked up on coffee. The per- and the person would either be like, this person is different than I am, therefore I will bully them. Or this person supports people that are different than me, I will bully them. It's just fucking ridiculous it, and It's it juvenile. Yeah, like, grow fuck up. These people's yep. lives are not affecting yours. And if you think they are, you're an idiot. And you should really reevaluate how you see life. Yeah. Alright, Carl, your turn. Okay, so I've only got one, and it's one that I've been a part of for a long time. And I know that, you know, I've harped on it before, but I just got to do it again. And it's the just the entirety of the Smash Bros. community. Like, guys, stop. Just just stop. Like, I, I feel like the Smash Bros. community can be one of the coolest communities out there. But at the same time, they just they're so entitled. It, it, you know, no matter what Sakurai does or what Nintendo did when Smash Ultimate was still being supported with, you know, DLC and new characters and things like that, they always wanted something different, whether, you know, we got another Fire Emblem character or we got uh, another, like, Echo Fighter or something like that. Nobody would... Nobody accepted it. They all just kind of... just just bitched about it to Sakurai, like, oh, this isn't the character that I wanted. Like, what, what, what do you want? He can't please everybody. There's no... You literally cannot please everybody. There's no way that he could have put that specific character in the game that you wanted. Or, you know, like, or even just people out there who are like, oh, I want Goku in the game. It's like, come on, guys. Really? Stop. Just just stop. Don't, don't torture Sakurai. Do something better with your life. And then, of course, you know, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is what I refer to as Smashgate, which is essentially when half of the uh like the prominent smash bros players were outed as pedophiles and creeps and uh sorry and groomers yeah and groomers and it was like 
I'm going to try to speak directly to those people for a second because <clears throat> obviously I don't think any of them are going to watch this. But if they do, just know that you are the reason that a lot of people enjoy, play, and watch that game. And when you go forward and when you do things like this, not only are you hurting the reputation of the game, but you're hurting actual people who looked up to you, who used you as a role model to join this community. And now you've done something that's broken the trust of that community. And all I can say is shame on you. Like, just just shame on you. You need to do better. I Well said. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we did, if anybody wants to hear more about that, we did do an episode about it. Yes. That was the other one that we were forgetting. That's right. Because uh, we were both just like, what the fuck? And like, we need to talk about this. Yeah, it was <clears throat> bad. It was bad. Yeah. So the, that's that's the serious part of the boosties. Um, now we'll get back to silly jokes. If, if you're a part of any community, just try to make it its best. I'm not asking for you to make a community perfect. But really try to put in the – when you do do things in the community, communicate with the community, make sure you do it with as much respect and grace as you can. Yeah. It starts at an individual level. Mm-hmm. And uh, you set a tone. You It's it's very similar to I always thought of the – when people accept that that one person in their family is a racist or sexist. or like, well, that's just how they are. No, because if, you, if you're the one person who stands up and so like, hey, that's not cool. Like, stop that or get out of here. Other yeah. people will have the, the – will eventually start standing up with you or see that they don't have to be afraid and same thing if you just tell call people out on their bullshit it won't they won't they won't be able to you know build up on it so it's true it's true something to remember uh so yes back to the boosties back to the the fun and silly things as we said uh we are going to do the family multiplayer game of the year and i right. base this off of the game that I've been having the most fun playing with my kids. Now, if I would have wrote this within the last week, I would say the new Mario Party. Is it Mario Party? Not Mario Superstar. Just what's the new one called that just came out? Uh, uh, they name them so weird now. Like, I, I don't listen. You know my my backstory with Mario Party. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't watch. I don't participate in, nor do I play anything related to Mario Party. <laughs> is it Superstars? I, I it is superstars. It, it's oh, got to be superstars. The other one was Super I was going to say all right? stars, but that was the one. That's that's the SNES game. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, it would be that. But this one, uh, well, I gotta find the envelope real quick. Since I don't, I sorry, I didn't open it, so I don't know. Not this one. Um, but that would have won. But that was not in the nominees. So the winner, the boost for the boosty of the family multiplayer of the game is. Uh, one smaller envelope. Oh, that was stuff. a very small yeah. envelope. <coughs> it is Gang Beast. Um, now that sounds like uh, something inappropriate. So you're you're gonna have to clarify. So <laughs> I think it was like three years ago, because uh, my my kids were super into um, Ryan's tour review. They still kind of are, but back then, like three, it was three or four years ago at this point. It was before the pandemic. Um, yeah, because this game is came out in 2014, so yeah, it could have been that long. Um, God, that's actually pretty old. Um, we went to GameStop, because every once in a while we'd stop at GameStop going and look around. And my, my youngest would be like, Daddy, I really want Gang Beast. I want Gang Beast. I'm like, okay. And I heard, I, I, to me, like you said, sound like a game that he shouldn't be known about. Right, that's a, that sounds rough. <laughs> but then he eventually he articulated that, well, Ryan played it. Ryan played it. I'm like, oh, okay. 
So we looked up. I'm like, okay, this game is kind of fun. It is the gooey human thing where they move weird. Okay. <laughs> um, but this one's like a battle royal game. So you have different levels or you can do like waves, but you typically just battle each other. And you have silly costumes. You grab, you headbutt, you cut, you try to punch, you can pick it up, throw them. Um, and that's all you do. <coughs> um, there's levels that's in like a, a meat factory. You get sucked into these giant things that will grind you up. There's one that has a okay. giant fan that will shoot you up if you don't grab onto a thing. There's one that has elevators. And you, uh, you can climb top of the elevators and break the wires of the thing falls down. You can fight on two different trucks that are driving down a highway. Uh, big uh, Ferris wheel. Because all these, the levels really make it what it is. There's one that's a giant Ferris wheel on a dock. And the Ferris wheel falls apart and the dock falls apart. It sounds like a lot of fun. It's a blast. There's one that's just a wrestling ring, and it's a straight-up battle royal style. If you knock them out of the ring, they lose. <laughs> um, and the newest, and there's one that has, uh, you're in a, <coughs> you're in a, like a museum, SeaWorld type thing, and like a big kraken just kind of comes out of the octopus thing and will try to grab you. But the newest one, you're on like a Jaws-style boat. Okay. <coughs> and you can get into the shark cage, and a teammate can lower it, or a person can lower it. But these sharks literally will just leap out and just, like, try to grab you and just keep <laughs> doing it. And it's a fucking blast. Um, that sounds really cool. And yeah, you just do who – you do you can set to – you get one win and you win or, like, to up to ten. So it's a blast. It's a good time. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. So that's that's that one, and we'll move on quick. Biggest indie surprise. We're just going to go ahead and open this one up. We're going to get through oh. these, these, these ones that are smaller real quick here. Sure. Uh, and it is the indie game I Am Fish. Now, that also sounds a little inappropriate. It has had an appropriate moment, actually. <laughs> um, so the game oh, is... Oh, no. You play as, like, three or four different fish. My kids saw it. It's called I Am Fish. It's kind of a puzzle platformer. Like, uh, some parts of it, you are like in a fish bowl that's sealed, and you got to move it around. <coughs> you have to figure out how to get back to the ocean, and you, you all these fish are trying to get back to each other. There is a part where you you got to get into this guy's beer. He drinks you, and you control him, and then he pisses you out, and you go down the Oh, sewer. my gosh. <clears throat> There's also a level, and it, it sounds worse than I'm saying. I let my kids play this worse. You get cause a bunch of blood to spill in the hospital, and you ride the blood wave out. <laughs> Why does that, uh, that just, that almost sounds like a uh, like an American dad moment, you know, with, like, Klaus. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's kind of like that, but, like, the fish don't talk, so at least there's no, there's, the vulgarness isn't there. Oh. Um... So that one's great. That is the winner of the biggest indie surprise, which that is I Am Fish. And our next one is the best puzzle indie game of the year. Okay. And uh, oh, that's slightly bigger. Oh, that's a, that's a big envelope. There was a good budget for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is The Gardens Between. And I'll just talk about this one real quick because it's kind of okay. hard to describe. I just If you have Game Pass, all these last four games I mentioned are all on Game Pass for free. So play them, right? Uh, Gardens Between... Um, I can't remember if they're brother or sister or just friends, but you're a young boy and girl, and you're on. Each, you keep going to each of these like tiny islands or whatever, and you have the ability to manipulate time, and you have to use that to solve the way to get to the top of these little island hill things, and you keep moving on and eventually figure out the story. I don't want to give too much away, because sure. um, it's spoiler heavy, but it's. I played it with my uh, my older twin, the older twin I have. He loved it. He thought it was beautiful. <coughs> um, it was a really good time, and uh, it's beautiful. It's that great music. It's got great atmosphere. It's just something you should, if you got the time, you want to play an indie that won't take up too much of your time. It's a good one. Okay. All Very right, cool. now we're going to move on for the Boosty for. Oh, so just to review the last three though. I will say uh, Boosty for Family Multiplayer Game of the Year, Gang Beast. 
a boosty for our biggest indie game surprise, I Am Fish. And the best puzzle indie game, boosty goes to Gardens Between. Now, is, the, uh, <laughs> is the audience excited about the... Or was the audience excited about those? They were, but they, uh, we do in first grade where we have our pinky and thumb out and we shake oh, it. And I we see. silently celebrate for our friends so we don't interrupt the class. And that's what the audience is giving me right now. Because that, they, they very uh, very cur- uh, courteous. Yeah, they snaps. Because we're at we're at forty six minutes, and I think that you know they understand that we want to try to keep this award show around an hour. So they're they're rocking with us on that. So thank you, awesome. audience. I appreciate that. Um, I'm gonna have you read the next one, Carl, which is right. uh, the what's old is new, which we uh, either remakes or remasters that come out um, this past year year ish that we played and had a good time. And I actually know you know what some of these are. Yes, I actually know what all these games are because they uh, they came out around my time. Um, so the nominees for the category of what's old is new, the best remake or remaster that Brock played this year, uh, is Super Mario 3D World, Sonic Colors, and Mass Effect. Uh, now, it's really sad for me to see all these games on a remake list. I'm just going to say this before, before we get to the award. Because... I remember when all these games came out, and it's making right. making me feel really old to think that there's a remake slash a remaster of these games out. But uh, anyway, let me open up the envelope here. Oh, that was a really small one. Yeah, especially uh, for like <laughs> some like you know AAA games. You know what? Here, I can I can uh, I can get a bigger, a good. I'm good glad they gave you that second envelope in case yeah, you like the first one. It was a it was a backup envelope. <laughs> <laughs> so the winner is Super Mario 3D World. Um, I actually I know what that is, but uh, I will let you explain it in a little bit more detail. So, <clears throat> I will say the reason it, it won over the other two is Mass Effect. As much as I'm a massive fan, I played through all the remakes. Still a lot of bugs in it um, to the points where I'd have to restart or retrack a bunch of stuff, which was really frustrating. Um, even though the core content's still beautiful, Sonic Colors is amazing, but Super Mario 3D World. It might be the first game that with uh, my older twin, or the older, my son that is an older twin. I don't know how to describe that word, that's how I'm talking about my twin. But anyway, um, he has gotten every green star and beat every level, and he's just going that through That is eating, impressive. Right? And he's going through and finishing up with the uh, stamps, which he almost, I think he has like 80% of them. So it's like one of the first games I would say that I've 100%ed with my kids. On top of that, you get Bowser's Fury. Which is oh yeah, so fucking good, and it's probably the future of what um, Mario games are going to be, and that's that's exciting, and that's why it uh, it won out for me. Um, have you did you have you did you play any of it or Sonic Colors? Uh, I played Super Mario 3D World, um, and I also played well. I I played a little bit of Sonic Colors with my with one of my friends, but that was a, a long time ago. And Mass Effect, I never played, but. Um, Two of my friends re- played through it, and they really enjoyed the series. So, it's it's really good. I would, if I get enough of a viewer base, it's something I want to stream all of them, because I think it would be fun with people in the chat help. Because you have to choose between, I think it's like Noble or Renegade or whatever for a lot right, of you, them. Right. I, I I know yeah. there's like branching paths. Right, and it would be fun to have. Uh, and then like a lot of them, you can choose like who who lives and who dies in certain spots. And I think it would be fun to have a, a community helping you make those decisions. Because I played the games the same way every time. And I think that would be the only way to get me to play it differently is if I had, you know, like people if sitting there. If you had their, the chat, uh, like, being like, okay, listen, here's 50 bits. You have to choose this option. Right, or channel points or whatever we had to do to make it happen. Yeah, I, yeah. and I think that would be a lot of fun. So whenever 
I can get that going. I, I will. But yeah, no, Super Mario Sonic Colors was great. I'm glad I bought it. Uh, Super Mario 3 World with Bowser's Fury. And the way the game just runs better on the Switch is... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it really does. And before we hit our last three, because we are, we're coming up on an hour here, I want to just highlight... I wanted to call. I didn't want to call them small streamers because, like, even as somebody who has a very small base, hearing the term "small streamers," it just doesn't feel good for me. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> it's insulting, isn't it? You, so, nobody wants to be called small, <laughs> right? And as a short person, that naturally makes me angry anyway. Right, right. <laughs> I can, I totally agree with that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, with that, um, the. I wouldn't call them fresh streamers of the year. Uh, I know one of them, and it's just two of friends of mine who I think are great streamers. I know for a fact one of them started seven months ago just because I happened to, he was streaming the other day. Uh, my sub came up and it was the seventh month. The other one, it's been around a year. I don't know if it's been longer or not, but it doesn't matter. So these are my fresh streamers of the year. Uh, first one I'll talk about is Ghost Wizards. Uh, my boy Mike, who has the podcast The Funny Papers. And he's been on this show quite a bit. Um, he plays. He started out playing a lot of Blood Bowl. Not a lot of, as much as I loved it. Not a lot of people watched. And uh, he he plays a couple of indie games here and there, but primarily he's been playing XCOM and uh, more specifically XCOM mods. If you're a subscriber, <clears throat> or if you're a follower, you get a character in there, which is really cool because he does permadeath. So if your character dies, cool. it dies. Oh no! So it, it makes everything exciting. And if you are and if you're a subscriber, not just a follower, you get to customize your character, so you get to pick what they wear. And right now he's doing a mod where you can clown your character, which means you wear silly shit. Like mine wears short shorts, no shirt, <laughs> uh, football helmet that has Pepsis on the side of it, and <laughs> spikes on his shoulders. It's ridiculous and it's amazing. Uh, my other one being be Timmy Jenks. Uh, he, as you refer to, we talk about Phasphobia. He's the Phasphobia guy. He's who I play oh, Phasphobia okay, okay. with every Tuesday. Um, he's an actor, he's talented, he's got a beautiful voice, uh, also plays a lot of Sea of Thieves, so those are the two I wanted to highlight. Uh, do you have any streamers, smaller streamers, that you want to throw some recognition towards while you know, platform's out? Surprisingly, uh, my buddy Charai5, the, the guy who has the YouTube channel that does the Everything Wrong With, uh, he has a live stream, but it's not that big. He maybe gets 30, 35 people per stream. So if you want to go and check, and he he really he has a very uh, constant stream schedule, and uh, plays a lot of lot of long games RPGs. Played through uh, all of Xenoblade. Played through the Fire Emblem games. Um, just recently did the Mario uh, Mario RPG games. Um, so if you want to go and, and check him out, you definitely should because it's it's a good time. Uh, I should clarify. Uh, the guys I'm talking about are on Twitch. Has he been doing Twitch or uh, YouTube, just so people uh, know? It's, it's all on Twitch. It's twitch.tv backslash chari5. That's three I's. Wait, two R's and three I's. And then a five, right? And a five. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, oh, you know, and you said, remind me, I'm going to set that right now. Because oh. uh, he's got a great community. He does, too. His community is very, very, very open, and he's just a good person. So if you want a, a little bit of wholesomeness... In your daily activities, I'd say go and go and give him a watch. All right. So the next one, <clears throat> I'm gonna have it as the underappreciated game of the year award uh, or the boosty. Now, I'm just gonna peek in on this envelope here, and I see the three nominees. All right. Okay. And um, they are all wonderful. 
and I just and that's not like they're they're games that weren't appreciated in their own time or anything. It's just ones that I've started playing again recently, or my kids have played recently. So I'm like, wow, those are really good. I want people to talk about them again. Um, so all three of these are winners in my book, even though we can only pick one. So the boosty, I'm gonna read the nominees for the boosty for underappreciated game of the year are Neko Barista, Cuphead, and Kingdom Hearts Three. All right, you ready? I'm ready. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat, quite literally. Kingdom Hearts Three. I know you're shocked by that. That Kingdom Hearts I am 3 a little was shocked. On here now, is that really an underappreciated game? Because I thought that like millions of people were excited for that. So yes, yes. I only, I only say this because <clears throat> I didn't buy it right away. One because I was poor. Still, am, oh, but, I see, I see. But so it was underappreciated for you because you it was on the back burner. Correct, but. I also didn't buy it right away because it was like with Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda um, and other games that have come out where just because it wasn't ex exactly what the fan base wanted and it has mm -hmm. a hardcore fan base, uh, they bitched and shit on it and said it was terrible. And then it eventually became free on Game Pass, so I played it. And like, Charlie and I talked about an episode, actually. Yeah, that's it, one of my favorite <clears throat> episodes. Oh, man, I, I, I will cry talking about it now. I cry talking about it then. I cried then. Uh, it it's, it just moved me. It played great. It looked great. I love the story. And I don't give a shit about Final Fantasy. Sorry, mm -hmm. Kent. Kent's my buddy who I did the Final Fantasy episode with. Like, <laughs> uh, it just, it was it was everything it, I wanted. I, not, not necessarily I wanted to be, but it was everything a, a good, a good Kingdom Hearts game can be. Um, yeah. And recently, because I've been involved a little more TikTok, I have uh, a few guests that have come from TikTok. Um, and it's a little bit easier to put out content there. Uh, actually, I got reached out to by TikTok about they're expanding their way they do podcasts and stuff. They reached really? out, like, would you be interested in doing this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, um, go for it. Yeah. Give it a shot. Why not? <clears throat> Nothing to lose. So it's, it's a lot easier than YouTube to get, get numbers and get eyes. But anyway. That's true. Uh, with that being said, uh, there's been a lot of, like, I've seen a couple, uh, and one a lot of accounts are people that would just say controversial shit to say it, which is frustrating. But saw one that was like, "What game uh, gets way too much love and it does not deserve any of it?" And this person said, "Kingdom Hearts Three, that it was a shit game. It got rushed. Blah 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 blah." I was like, "No," and that what what led me to pick this one, Cuphead, <clears throat> like. I, I think uh, Cuphead obviously got the love it, it deserved with its art and the gameplay and everything. <clears throat> and now it's going to get the love it get again because it's got DLC coming out and all that. But it just was such a... It was one of the games I... My my uh, my older twin, he wanted it. And he had had problems with uh, losing, right? Mm -hmm. So we get, I get Cuphead for him. And it was a way to help him learn how to lose. And like learn how to, yeah. to get better and work hard and practice. So I have yeah, a, that game is brutal. Yes, and I and it, it, it really did. It was a it, it was a way to sh show him rather than tell him how to lose with grace and how to lose with an open mind. So you learn. So I have appreciation for that. And Necrobarista, it's more of like a visual novel kind of game. That okay. game is unfucking believable in terms of story. Holy shit! Super GG Radio guys, thank you so much for that recommending that game sending it to me it uh has and it will help you process if you've lost a loved one that's close to you it will help you process that because it is a uh, is about 
it's weird. It's about a coffee shop that's kind of linked to the uh, the afterlife, and like a lot of spirits stop there before they go on. Uh, and they usually typically have about 24 hours there before they move on to the next stage of the afterlife. Uh, it's unbelievable. But Kingdom Hearts 3 plays great. It looks beautiful. And the story, I think the story is good. And the ending is what it is. But for the yeah. overall, it's it's unbelievable. And uh, I'm always going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 if I can. And you know that. <laughs> I know that. I mean, like I said, that that's honestly one of my favorite episodes of Damage Boost is when you and and uh and nam just sorry charai when you and charai just talked about kingdom hearts 3 for what was it It was like three hours it was a long time yeah (laughs) and i i listened to the whole thing and i was like as somebody who's only ever played like the first one in chain of memories i'm not that big into it but i was like man this is a series that people really appreciate like they love it it's not just like an appreciation it's like a true love so as someone who constantly tries to remain dead inside and not to feel anything it's one of the few <laughs> things i will let let me feel stuff yeah um, yeah so our next one before we get to our final award oh um, i can't believe i have to announce this one <laughs> uh do you want to do the final award you want to announce no the final I, one I'll, I'll i'll do this one and then you can do the final final award i feel like that's more uh poignant uh so before you read it i will say the reason why i brought up battle royal the year award uh, this it's gonna be the Battle Royal of the Year Boosty. Sorry, she needs to quit saying award. It's a Boosty. Right. It's it's not an award. It's a Boosty. Correct. Um, it's a big part of the gaming, man. <laughs> it just. I is. mean, you're right, but as somebody with a decent amount of self-respect, I've never played any of these games. I've never once had dignity <laughs> or self-respect, so it's okay. Um, <clears throat> I play. My kids play a lot of them. I honestly uh, play quite a bit of them because with work schedules with friends who i could play stuff with having a game you, know, you can throw on real quick it I works get it. it works i get it i get it no i and i was just making jokes i don't oh, think I know, that, I know i don't think that people who play any of these games actually lack self-respect they just lack dignity um <laughs> well there's some of them but so uh <clears throat> the battle royale of the year so the the nominees are PUBG, uh fortnite and apex legends um I know about the memes. I don't really know about the games, but I'll go ahead and announce the uh, the winner here. It is Apex Legends. That's kind of surprising. Uh, why not? Why not Fortnite? That that appeared in in game. Like I thought Fortnite was like the battle royale game. So let's get to that. Uh, Fortnite. It's not a bad game to play, honestly. And uh, one thing that is kind of cool about with all the characters they bring in, promo wise and stuff, is my kids ask me about them. And then I get to teach him about these characters, like Boba Fett with the show coming out, uh, Ripley yep. from Aliens, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so on and so forth. Just tons of different ones. Or even, like, so honestly, it's like their Christmas, like, unique characters that they make. They're pretty cool. Customization's fun. And it's... <clears throat> the the player base is spread out enough that I can win consistently on there, which I like. But uh, it didn't win this year because uh, I started playing Apex Legends because it was free... Uh, we, me and my my uh, Rainbow Six crew just got burnt out on it. Like the between the community and this, the game right. and cheating that's on there, we just needed to be done. And we're like, well, this is free, and let's try it out. And there's three of us that you play with. You can play up to three on there, and it's a blast. Like it, it doesn't like the lore. It's set in the Titanfall universe, which I love. Titanfall. Oh wow, that's. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yes, yes. Uh, I, it's one like, was the thing that sold me on it because we tried it when first came originally. And we're like, we don't understand this, and we moved on. But um, it, it's it's colorful, but it's not like 
over the top colorful like Fortnite. Uh, the voice right. acting, I like the voice actors. Like I said, uh, what's his name who voices Sonic and Kyle Crane from Peter <coughs> Peter something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he he voices some him in there and. It's well done. Like, the weapons are balanced out. It doesn't feel like anything's too overpowered in there. Um, the weapons are also balanced out where if you... You can work with all different styles. For the most part, all the... Because each um, legend, as they call them in there, have a passive and an ultimate. And it doesn't feel like... Some of them are kind of OP'd. But for the most part, it's, it feels pretty balanced. Uh, we, we can win on there, but not win too much where we get bored. And um, I think... And I, I played with my kids. It's been fun. It's something okay. different. Uh, which I had a bigger point about it. Oh, what the biggest thing for me on is, like, uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. But Rainbow Six Siege uh, started, I think, with eight operators there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And the list of it now, how many, how many do they have? How many? 60. Wow. There are 60 operators in that game. And that was one of the things, like, not that also kind of got us burnt out on us. Not only is there, like, there's so many options, it's hard to pick ones that will counter the other because there's just so many. But, like, the, the abilities, like, each of those have unique abilities on there, too. They start to overlap, right? So it doesn't feel uh, yeah. fresh. Yeah, it doesn't feel unique. <clears throat> and uh, and the, it, it, it's uh, oversaturated, I think, is the way I would describe it. Okay. Apex has, I think... Um, 10, 12 uh, legends, and and I, I think they might have one more coming out, and they, they, eventually it will get oversaturated, I'm sure. Sure, but as, as most things will. They seem like they are spacing it out better, and it's it keeps it fresh, it keeps it fun, <clears throat> um, and they have like fun like. Rainbow Six and all that had lore, but it was like whatever. Also, PUBG was one of the nominees. I threw that in there because it's the only other one I could think of. But I, mean, I don't <laughs> really give a shit about PUBG. Where was Amogus? That's not Battle Royal. Sure it is. <laughs> That's more like I would call it Survival <laughs> Horror before I call it Battle Royal. Oh, you know what? You're right. Why didn't she put Amogus in the uh, in the Spooky Scary Skeleton Award? I forgot about it. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> How can we even have an award show without Amogus? Um, we can have it as the game I forgot. Uh, the game I forgot about Boosty, as among us. <laughs> yeah, right. That was something I played like every Sunday. I felt like for like three months. Really? <coughs> there was a group of uh, people that through my my buddy Mike, who we talked about, who was Ghost yeah. Wizards. Um, and they needed extra people, and they always would invite me in, and then I felt <laughs> privileged because I'm like, ooh, these people think I'm cool enough to play with them. And then eventually, you know, that game kind of died out. Yeah, yeah. Which is sad. I don't have anything against it. I like that the meme survived, though. Yeah. Makes yeah. me happy. <laughs> All right. So, what everyone's been waiting for, the Game of the Year Boosty Award. Now, now, there's a lot of nominees for this one. I'm looking at the list here. There, I, It's just... I, I was like, did, I could add more. I really could. It's been a good game for... It's been a good year for, for games. And, and um, this one... Well, we'll go ahead and read the the nominees. The nominees are Smash Ultimate, Luigi's Mansion 3, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Dying Light, and It Takes Two. I want to say my my youngest, who his little adorable voice said, "Daddy, I want Gang Beast." When we went, because I I think even when I told that story, he had I they had twenty bucks they could spend for like Christmas or something, yeah, right? Yeah. 
Uh, so it was normal voice. And this one, we were walking through Target. I think it was right when the we could go back at, at that point in the pandemic uh, to stores and stuff. And he saw this game called It Takes Two. I bet that's two players. And I have a twin. Daddy, this game looks fun. It's only $30. I'm like, you know what? I heard about it, and it's a platformer, and uh, and I was like, fuck it. Let's buy it. Uh, oh, yeah. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Went into my story half prepared. Oh, opened up the envelope. It takes two wins. Wow. <laughs> who would have who would have thought after you already started telling the story? Whoops. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, so we bought it, and the the gameplay is unbelievable. The story is unbelievable. It's a you know puzzle platformer, and it's about dealing with separation as adults and through the eyes of a child. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ambiguous whether or not they actually se- you know the the parents are going to separate or not or whatever. Not to give away too much of the game, but the gameplay is unbelievable. It's so much fun watching my kids play together is great. Playing it with them is awesome. Uh, it's uh, indie. I I EA published it, but it's indie an indie developer and the guy who has created it. Um, has made two other games that are also like really good indie games. Uh, they like Gerard the Completionist championed this guy. Uh, you know, talked about how he just fucking awesome because he got to interview him when the wow. game came out um, before he got on G four and all that too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's an unbelievable game. A thousand percent. Play it with your significant other too, uh, or somebody close in your life. Uh, have you played it at all? No, but you've talked extensively about it, and it it sounds amazing. You you need you gotta you gotta you gotta sniff other man. I know I I need to play it. I, I that's one that is actually like on my list. A lot of times people be like, you gotta play this game. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I'm never gonna play that. But this one, yeah, no, I I'm definitely gonna play this when I get the chance. It's it's unbelievable, and uh, I really do want to do an episode with a guest talking about it. And I, I did a solo one because. We we got it like pretty early when it came out, and not a lot of people had like. I feel like it snowballed. It, it did win Game of the Year for the Gaming Awards, um, but at the time when I wanted to do the episode, it didn't feel like anybody. I, at least I knew in my circles had played it yet, so I went ahead and did a solo episode. So if anybody who's played it, uh, either has been on the show or, ha- or wants to be on the show, I would love to do an episode with somebody about it because. It it is one of my favorite games I've ever played, and definitely, you know, the game, the boosty of the year, goes to it takes two. Uh, so how how do you feel after handing out all these? I mean, they're quite they're pretty heavy. We, the one thing we did it spend w- the money on were the actual statues themselves. Right. the uh, The statues are quite stout. Um, I'm surprised that my arms kind of hurt a little bit. Um, do you like that we went with silver over gold? Because everyone gives out gold. I, 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 I thought silver looked nice. Yeah, silver over gold over lead, which, you know, in retrospect, that, that seems like a bad combination. But it works out really well. It makes them feel very heavy. <laughs> I, I think uh, next year we need to have a, a Carl-based award. Have that one be made out of lead since you lift all the time. Right, and if uh, whoever can pick it up gets the reward, gets the, uh, gets the boosty. The, the it's, Carl it's like the team. it's like the sword and the stone, right? Yes. It, if you it. pick it up, then then you are you are the Carl, I guess. <laughs> you get to be the Carl for the next year, right? Um, but I think all of your choices were uh, really good. Like like you said before we started, um, this was more your list than it was my list. Right. But after you talked about them and explained everything, you know, I I get it. It especially with like the um, with the the boosty for the game of the year. And the boosty for the underappreciated game of the year because that one I was a little, 
I was a little like, really? Kingdom Hearts 3? Is that underappreciated? But you didn't mean, like, the whole community. You meant just yourself. Right. Yep. So I, I get it. I get it now. And, you know, argue, you could argue a lot of things are underappreciated by me because I have ADHD and sometimes I just forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, ooh, look, something shiny over here. <laughs> and, you know, that happens. But, uh, yeah, this is... I, and, like I said, and I, I feel bad that I picked a lot of stuff that you hadn't played. But, I mean, you're Carl. You know, well, it, if you think it was damage nice. boost, besides me, you, you kind of think Carl, right? Like, I guess. Yeah, I, I, but you, you are as much as the... You are... If damage boost became a organic entity uh, and could reproduce, uh, there would be Carl <laughs> DNA in and that organic damage boost entity that it would pass on. You're you are very much the DNA part of the DNA of this show. Well, I, I really appreciate. Sorry, that. that was so that was a very weird way to describe it. No, I mean it. It makes sense though. <laughs> we should probably wrap this up with a a, a Brock tangent. So that made me sure. think. Have you seen the movie Splice? Because the, the DNA thing made me think of that. No. Okay. But I've seen Face Off. Those are not all the same. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to explain this to you, and then we can wrap up the boosty. So I think this is a great way to end the show. Um, okay. So Splice uh, is an Adri- Adrian Brody. Do you remember Adrian Brody before like he pissed everyone off and hasn't really been in anything? No. He was, he was the pianist. Like He was in that movie. He was also... He did the... The Predator movie where they dropped them on the Predator planet. He was also in the the uh, King Kong that Jack Black oh, was in. Oh, 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 okay, yes, 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 yes. I know who you're talking about. It took me a long time there. He's he's like discount, uh, I, I know who you're talking about. So, he's like a discount action hero. Kind of, yeah. I, like when they Dis- picked, discount Arnold Schwarzenegger. When they picked him for um, the uh, Predator movie, I'm like, really? Uh, and he he's he's because he's not really he's really skinny kind of introverted guy, um, but anyway, so there's this movie called Splice, right? It came out in 2009, and the the DNA and like something becoming organic and reproducing. That's what made me think of this. I I just no one I've talked to has seen this movie because it was so fucking weird. I can't believe it was like a main movie that got made. Not that there was anything bad about it. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so. Adrian Brody, his character, and I don't remember. I think it's his wife, um, are doing the experience, and they um, are spicy animal genes. Um, oh, Del Toro produced, helped produce. Anyway, um, so like they create this thing, right? I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's alive, okay, and it starts growing and developing, and it becomes like this little girl. Uh, they they kind of gender assign it i don't think it necessarily has a gender but they dress it up like a little girl right mm-hmm. and it starts learning and developing but it's very clearly not human and like they start teaching it stuff and all that other crap and for some reason at some point i don't think they have to get rid of it or they're supposed to kill it but they they take it and hide it at their place <coughs> um but it bonds with them it's like a parent but if it, it gets old enough to where it, it is adult and it's it's weirdly sexy right Okay. Right? But this thing, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, is their child. They've raised it like his child. Uh, even in the description reading here, it is imprinted on the um, uh, his girlfriend or wife, I can't remember if they're married in the movie, as like a mother. All right? Okay. You with me here? Yeah, I, I'm following. Okay. But then he fucks they... it. Whoa! Then he fucks it, right? He straight up just fucks this thing. He just gets so horny, he fucks this organic thing that they have raised and raised it like their child. And he's like, 
I'm. It, it says she uses pheromones to use them, but it barely like it. He had the vibes of like I'm gonna fuck this thing and fuck this thing. Uh, I, I, the pheromone thing feels like a real um, cop, cop out. out. Yeah. No, I, he he wanted to fuck it. It was like I need an excuse. Oh, I can't smell something. I'm just gonna fuck it. And she kills it, and then she changes her uh, um, reproductive organs, and then assaults the mother and impregnates her, and then they eventually kill it. What the? Yeah, it's weird. And then like the people that come to help her kill it, and then <laughs> but the lady is pregnant with it, and she decides not to tell anybody that it's the the splice baby because she's weirdly like now like oh I can't. Like, attached to... Even though the thing's dead now, but she's like, oh, it's our baby. And, uh... I'm... I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, uh, and then somebody... It says at the end, because I, I... Again, I might be misremembering. This is... This was all, like, a fever dream, but I'm like, I couldn't believe this was happening. Uh, it says at the very end, and the... Uh, spoilers for this movie that's, like, 13 years old at this point. In the office, Jones tells Elsa that Darren's body contained numerous biochemical compounds for which the company is filing patents. She offers the visibly pregnant Elsa a large sum of money to go through the pregnancy, which Elsa accepts. And that's the end of the movie. So, yeah, it was fucking weird. Jeez. 75% positive score from critics, 6.6 audience score. Feels like a fever dream to me, though. It sounds like one. Uh, you, <laughs> And the award, uh, the the boosty for the weirdest movie goes to uh, <laughs> a Splice yep. 2009. Wow, what a what an interesting story. Now, okay, why was that relevant to end the show? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I like to go on tangents. Yes. And when, like I said, when I started talking about DNA being in things, that reminded me about the weird DNA part of this this movie. I was like, you know what? Let's end it on a tangent. I feel like that's very damage boost on brand. It sure is. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for coming out for the first ever and first annual Boosties. Uh, Carl, do you have anything you want to say to the audience before we wrap it up here? And it, also, any plugs? Uh, I'd say thank you to everybody who's listened over... Oh, geez, how long has it been now since you've been doing uh, It's going to be coming up on three years here, I think. Really? Right before the pandemic is when I started. That long? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because it was before I went to Germany. Because yep. I actually recorded an episode when I was in Germany with you. Yep. Um, so thank you to everybody for, you know, three years of listening and enjoying listening to Brock and supporting him and, uh, help, hopefully helping to grow the, his community, which, you know, I can only, I can only hope for. Um, I think that's everything that I want to say to the audience. Um, as far as plugs go, normal plugs, follow me on Twitter, go follow my friends over at Minus World. They're, they're kind of big. They do YouTube things. Um, that's all I got, really. Um, that's awesome. And uh, Carl, thank you again for being the co-host for this award show. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Hopefully we could get it around the first of the year every year uh, from the years on that we keep doing this. Um, I don't know why it took me three years to think of doing an award show. I don't know. Why. You know, sometimes lightning strikes and you just catch it in a jar, right? I'm sure that's how they say it. <laughs> um <laughs> From Damage Boost, we have the Damage Boost Podcast Patreon. If you want to help, especially in these hard economic times, as they say, support the show. Allow me to get new equipment. I a daily capture card so I can start streaming Nintendo stuff soon. I would love to do that, uh, etc. Pay for hosting costs, blah, 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 blah. 
you join that. Uh, right now, I don't have any tiers, because, uh, but once I get enough people on the Patreon, I'll start you know, making the tiers so it's worth people's time. You know, get out some exclusive content, etc. Uh, Damage Boost Pod on Twitter, Damage Boost Podcast on TikTok, and Damage Boost Podcast on YouTube, and Damage Boost Podcast on Twitch.tv, which I am streaming every Tuesday, Phasmophobia, and then... It's good stuff. Uh, thank you, I appreciate it. And sprinkling in uh, Apex and uh, you know, whatever else. Like, and some dead, I've been playing Dead by Daylight again, because uh, my buddy's Xbox died, so it's the only thing we can play right now on his PC. That's sad. R.I.P. is Xbox. Uh, again, Carl, thank you, and thanks everyone Absolutely. for coming out. And uh, all to all the award winners, enjoy your boosties, uh, and I hope you display them proudly. All right, everybody, be good people.